0: Well, hello, Beat Check listeners. I'm Shane Dixon-Kavanaugh, Portland City Hall reporter with the Oregonian Oregon Live and your host today. There is trouble at one of the most beloved natural attractions in Oregon and all of the Pacific Northwest. Busted buildings, hazardous spills, injuries and allegations of sexual assault, years of mismanagement by Crater Lake Hospitality, A subsidiary of Aramark, the corporate behemoth hired by the National Park Service in 2018 to operate concessions at Crater Lake National Park has endangered the park's employees, visitors, and pristine natural environment. A new investigation by the Oregonian Oregon Live has found. Joining me to talk a bit more about those findings is our news organization's intrepid outdoors and travel reporter, Jamie Hale. Listeners may also know Jamie as the co host of our Peak Northwest podcast and Peak Northwest video series. I have the pleasure of having a desk close to his in our newsroom. And once upon a time, the two of us also got lost in one of Oregon's wildest places together, a story I'll link to in the show notes. But Jamie, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Shane. It's a pleasure.
0: Oh, this is going to be, um, well, maybe not a fun one, but an, uh, an important story to sort of go over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have been doing quite a bit of reporting over the course of months about this issue that's occurring at Crater Lake National Park right now, and I was just hoping that you could sort of set it up for listeners about the work that you've been doing so far and why.
1: Yeah, winter is usually my my slow season as a travel reporter. It's my time to like you know plan for trips, maybe tuck into some research for other projects down the road, but. In December, um, Senator Wyden released a letter to the National Park Service, um, laying out some pretty serious allegations against the concessioner, uh, Aramark um, and uh, asking the, the National Park Service to basically consider these, these pretty serious allegations and consider uh, cutting short the contract. And that was just a piece of breaking news that came through my inbox. Um, you know, I, I get emails from Wyden's office occasionally get emails from Crater Lake. And it was just sort of a, a daily story I jumped on. But looking at that, we had the question, my editors and I had the question of, you know, what about these allegations? They're pretty serious. Can we substantiate these? And before we even had much of a chance to dig into it, I started getting emails um, from former employees uh, at Crater Lake who said, yeah, there's some serious stuff there. We should talk. One employee led to another employee led to another employee. and I mean, uh, before I knew it, I was just like so deep into all of the drama going on at Crater Lake, especially in the last couple of years, um, but, but over the entire time that Aramark has been there. So we ended up doing interviews with 15 former employees, um, some of whom wanted to uh, be anonymous for um, fear of you know, being retaliated against by Aramark, but several who really were willing to speak on the record with us, which we really appreciated. Um, and those employees' stories, along with some federal documents that we requested from the National Park Service, really combined to tell the story of what's been going on there over the last five years.
0: And I teased uh, some of those findings in the intro, but if you could spend a moment or two just sort of giving our listeners a high-level overview of what you found in this review in terms of those, uh, you know, allegations and other things.
1: Yeah, one of the the most, I'd say, serious ongoing issues that's been going on over there is the uh, a sort of a lack of general maintenance of a lot of the buildings so the buildings in in national park service are it's a pretty interesting little setup i won't get too into the wonkiness of it but uh the buildings in crater lake are federally owned so the, the federal government owns crater lake lodge the gift shop all that stuff concessioners like aramark are contracted to run operations out of those buildings and they also are charged with doing General maintenance, but also sort of larger construction projects, improvement projects, to the buildings. The investments that they put into those buildings are generally, generally recouped to them by the next concessioner when they come in. So if someone else comes in, like, Lake, so Aramark basically paid money to the previous concessioner for the money that previous concessioner put into the buildings. That's generally how it works. According to these um, reviews from the National Park Service, Aramark's uh, subsidiary there at Crater Lake has been uh, neglecting to do some of these general maintenance, as well as any of the contractually obligated improvement projects. Um, I should say they had done one of nine contractually obligated improvement projects. So these buildings have been falling into a state of disrepair. And when you look through the reports, these allegations uh, that are being outlined, um, things like you know pipes that were not winterized properly that then burst in the middle of winter, flooding four floors of Crater Lake Lodge, shorting out the fire alarm systems in the basement, stuff like that. Um, I mean, there, there's just, I don't wanna say endless, but seemingly endless number of these types of things detailed in the report. Um, the, the RIM dormitory, which is where uh, up to 70 seasonal employees live, when they're, they're working at the park is particularly bad. This is um, a building that has been slated for major re- renovation or demolition since the 1990s, but park employees have been staying there that entire time. The conditions in that building as employees and as the National Park Service has described are rough, um, really, really bad. Uh, the back of the building, the siding is literally coming off Allowing rodents to get into the building people say the wind blows right through the walls a lot of employees said the heaters don't work very well if at all um, Especially when the power's out for a couple of days as happened last season So if you're up there working in the beginning of May The the temperature at Crater Lake up at the rim can get down at 28 degrees overnight And if you're staying up there wind blowing through the walls not a functional heater I heard stories of people sort of fighting over blankets, spare blankets from the lodge.
0: I was I was actually gonna ask you specifically about that detail in the piece, because that was just so striking and evocative.
1: Yeah, one of the former employees, I, I spoke with him, he said that um, you know he was working the night desk at the lodge and people would come to him saying, my heater isn't working, do you have any spare space heaters in the lodge? And he said, no, we don't have any spare space heaters. And they said, what about blankets? And he said, yeah, sure. And, and he just started handing out blankets to people. But, you know, by the time like a month went through and employees kept coming in, uh, there weren't enough blankets. And he said, it started to lead to divisions and people were getting jealous of each other. And why should they have blankets just because they got here sooner and so on and so forth. So these, these conditions of mismanagement bred this, this, like this work environment that a lot of people described as hostile. Um, and that's a, what a lot of sources of the former employees wanted to talk to me about was just how miserable it was for them to work there especially in the last couple of years this that kind of stress when you have you know pipes bursting when you have people you know quitting managers who were fired in the middle of the season it puts stress on everybody and i had one manager tell me yeah you know i probably snapped at some of my employees and that probably wasn't right but God, the stress I was under was incredible. It was just so hard to work in those conditions. So when you put all that together, it just it made this really, really rough circumstance there up at Crater Lake.
0: Yeah, and your your reporting also shows that there have been investigations both by local law enforcement and by f- federal officials into some more serious incidents and allegations involving staff. Could you talk a little bit about those?
1: Yeah, a lot of these incidents stem from uh, the dorms themselves. There's two employee dorms that Aramark operates. There's other ones. The National Park Service Rangers have their own separate housing. It's not involved in this. But the Aramark employees have two dorms where, um, according to the reports and the employees, there's no RAs. There's no manager on duty. No one to enforce the rules and regulations. At the same time, you have a lot of people um, you know, seasonal workers who are out of college, uh, who are in college. You have international workers who are teenagers or young people mixed with some of these older seasonal employees who've been there for a while. And then last year, at least, they mixed them with some temp workers from uh, a nearby temp agency when a bunch of people quit due to some payroll issues. So you have people who weren't really backgrounded. And so these sort of like unsavory elements all blended together to create these circumstances where there were reports of a lot of underage drinking, the reports of you know, sexual assault, sexual harassment. Um, at least two, uh, two, two of those incidents happened in 2022, federal investigators looked into them, not clear that they filed any charges, but they did specifically say "Airmark, you have to get someone in the dorms to check out what's going on, to manage these, these people, these employees. And next year, it wasn't changed. Um, and that's kind of been the been the running theme here is the National Park Service needs in more view says you need to change X, Y, and Z. This is really bad, and nothing happens. New managers come in, they're not aware of the old things that have happened. They have to tell them the same things, change X, Y, and Z, nothing happens. New manager comes in, so on, and so forth. So it's just this revolving door of incompetence that has resulted in what what we're being told is like some pretty bad damage to buildings. And I spoke with a lot of former employees who spoke of some serious mental health re- repercussions because of their time there.
0: Well, and your story gets into issues that have impacted not just the employees uh, working for Airmark, but also uh, tourists who are at Crater Lake and things end up happening to them at some of these operated, run spaces and sites. Talk about a, a couple of those things that really stood out to you.
1: Yeah, I, I will say that, that by and large, all the employees told me we did everything we could to shield visitors from the chaos that was going on. That's that A lot of people worked very hard to do that, and there aren't a lot of documented cases of visitors having serious issues, but there are some. In 2023, there was reports of at least three visitors who had some pretty serious injuries, Uh, one who broke an arm, one who broke a leg, one who had a head injury, um, all outside of the Rim Cafe and gift shop, which is right there at Rim Village when you come into that main entrance of the park. Um, I spoke with one, one woman who was injured at around the same time and at the same place. And what she said happened there for her is that there was essentially a big patch of ice. The sidewalk was just all a sheet of ice that wasn't salted, wasn't properly shoveled, no traction device down. And she slipped and fell and shattered her wrist and chipped her knee, um, had a really bad bad uh, experience, and uh, you know she said that it just that no one took the proper precautions to make it safe. And just from what I've heard from staff there who worked at that time of year at the park, they said staff was very thin. They had two employee walkouts last year. They had you know at least five managers who were fired in the middle of the season. You know people doing three, four, five jobs. Um, it was so thin that it does not surprise me to hear that a sidewalk was insulted or shuffled properly because I don't know how many people were even left working at the park at that point who would have known to do that or had the time to do that.
0: What about some of the hazardous spills or other environmental issues that have come up involving the National Park Service contracted operator?
1: yeah this was a a, sort of a big piece of the last year's review the review of the 2023 season they mentioned um a a few in serious environmental issues that happened in the park uh sort of the big one was this 4500 gallon diesel fuel spill that um didn't get into the environment thank god but it spilled into a storage tank for five days, according to state environmental investigators. So essentially what it sounds like is there's this big 10,000-gallon diesel fuel tank at the Crater Lake Lodge, and it started leaking or spilling uh, diesel s- somehow. That's not clear how it started happening. And no one caught caught wind of it for or did anything about it for five days. So it ended up just spilling, spilling, spilling into this containment unit which is designed to hold spilled oil, and it did seem to hold the spilled oil. But when state investigators asked them about it, they said, look, you, you have to report this to us, to, you know, to, to the state. And um, Aramark subsidiary did not. And that is a, is a, apparently a violation of state regulations. They also said, you know, where are your, um, you know, where are your inspection reports for inspecting this oil tank? Um, where's your safety plans? And they said they were not given any of that information so the the implications here of that are that aramark subsidiary was, was just not paying attention to this massive spill and while it didn't get out into the lake they did test the lake water they tested the soil and found no diesel it was very alarming for federal and state officials to see that this kind of thing could happen um, and all it, all it could take is one crack in that that storage tank for diesel oil to be spilling into you know the lake right now.
0: Now, one thing that you point out in your story, Jamie, is that Aramark, which is a very large international hospitality-focused company in recent years has become one of the go-to contractors with the National Park Service beyond Crater Lake. And what can you tell us if anything do we what do we know about sort of their track record in other treasured natural areas in the u s if anything that we know?
1: We have asked for records about Aramark's performance in other parks where they're contracted. We have not yet received those documents from the government i I can say that I have heard you know from employees who have worked in other Aramark properties who have issued complaints. I know I've heard complaints out of Yosemite and Olympic at least, but nothing that has been officially documented that I've seen yet. So, you know, that's that's all I know for, for sure right now. Aramark has um, fielded some lawsuits for some of its other operations, not related to national parks and prison cafeterias and school cafeterias, um, and also some lawsuits around um, paying employees. Um, which was another issue we found in our investigation, a big payroll issue that happened at Crater Lake in 2023. So it's not that Aramark is um, a stranger to lawsuits. We'll say that. I mean, a company of its size, with its number of workforce, it's not so surprising to hear that. Um, but we've not seen anything like this come out of parks officially to this degree yet.
0: And it's also clear throughout reporting that you busted your hump. You spent a lot of time digging through records, conducting interviews, and it also appears that you spent a lot of time uh, trying to follow up with both the National Park Service and Aramark for answers to many questions that came up in your reporting. What did you hear from both of those entities? What did they tell you or say?
1: Not a lot. (laughs) I didn't hear much from them. Um, You know, Aramark... Uh, has, has mentioned, you know, they, they've conceded that there have been some management issues they're trying to take care of. Um, they say, you know, that this, that what's happening at Crater Lake is not indicative of their performance in their other parks. Um, what they have not done is directly addressed any of the allegations in these reports. So um, all we have is what the National Park Service employees have told us. I've, I've really been, you know, eager to get Aramark side of things, but they, they have not, um, they've not been willing to, to give us any of that. Uh, the National Park Service um, is speaking through these reports that they have given us through the Freedom of Information Act. Um, we have we've sent many follow-up questions, I mean, specifically around, you know, h- how were these problems allowed to persist for so long um, is sort of a large question when you, when you read all of this. And you see like the conditions of the dorm, for example, the RIM dorm, that, you know, that building being so bad for so long, you know, we, we were wondering how, how, how employees have been allowed to, to stay there, to live there. Um, you know, and we've also found that, you know, as of the end of the 2022 season, the National Park Service had, according to their own guidelines, um, enough to merit notifying Crater Lake of the intention to terminate the contract. They waited a full year to do that, and it wasn't until Senator Wyden's letter came out that any, any action seemed to be taken about that. So, you know, we have, you know, of course, that, that could be misreading the situation. They, they may have a different side of the story, but they're not willing to share that with us at this point. So, you know, we, we of course, would love to have more sides of this. Um, all we have right now is what's in the report. Um, what is in you know the interviews we have with employees, and that information is pretty damning.
0: And so what is the current status of the National Park Service contract with this Aramark subsidiary, and what are you following next?
1: Yeah, it's a little wonky, but essentially the National Park Service has notified uh, Aramark of their intent to terminate the contract at Crater Lake. So the contract is not officially terminated, they are technically giving Aramark a chance to make a case for themselves, but just reading their most recent review, um, they're not leaving a lot of wiggle room um, for, for Aramark to sort of, it's not just an issue of like, you've been doing this one thing wrong, you need to fix it. Aramark would need to fix a number of things and restore faith in a huge way in order to regain their contract. Um, and it's just you know reading what I'm hearing from the National Park Service and their statements and Senator Wyden, his most most recent statements, all eyes are on what happens after the contract is terminated. So if the contract is terminated, that's kind of where we're looking at next. The question is, what is the impact on visitors? Is Crater Lake Lodge going to be closed for a time? Are boat tours gonna be canceled for a time? And if so, for how long? National Park Service has not said any kind of timeline for that to happen and hasn't said whether or not that's gonna happen. Senator Wyden in his most recent letter to the National Park Service said, hey, look, you really got to make sure these visitor operations are still going to happen. This is the reason people go to Crater Lake. You know, if they don't have a place to stay, people aren't going to go. That's going to hurt the local tourism industry. So he has he is really urging the National Park Service to keep those open. And the, the agency does have that power. Reading their guidelines, uh, they have this uh, the opportunity to issue a temporary contract to a concessioner in this situation. It's a contract they can offer without any competition that is for no more than three years. And it's specifically designed to uh, remove a former concessioner and instill a new one without there being any interruption in park services. So, you know, just like based on my experience being involved in this and reading this, that seems like it would be a likely course of action. But of course, anything could happen at this point. Airmark could still convinced the National Park Service that you know, they've they've changed their tune, things could turn around um, and the Park Service could, if they wanted to, just issue a new long-term contract right away. But usually that's a process that requires them posting it, them taking applications, so on and so forth. It's usually a pretty lengthy process. So, you know, if, if there is to be no interruptions in visitor services, they're going to need to turn around and issue a temporary contract pretty soon. I mean, May is usually when people start going to Crater Lake. Um, for the season three months away from that they, they don't have a ton of time to figure this out
0: well jamie hale thanks so much for your outstanding reporting on this topic and for joining us today on beat check
1: thanks so much for having me it's a pleasure
0: thanks so much for listening to beat check with the oregonian if you like this show give us a five-star rating and review in apple podcasts it really helps people find the show and tell a friend help spread the word. The best way to support our journalism and stories like this one is with a subscription to the Oregonian Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com podsupport pod support. Until next time.